0: Hello again from beautiful Lynchburg, Virginia, and Liberty University, my office here at LU. This is Jake Schellenberger, and this is episode six of The Jake Schell Show. Today I'm going to summarize an article I wrote on the blog about two weeks ago, The Three Best Lifts for Sprint Freestyle Swimming. Uh, This one was pretty popular, got a lot of readers, and uh, certainly the title makes it uh, a bit controversial, and I did that on purpose, The Three Best Lifts for Sprint Freestyle Swimming. They might not be the three best. Uh, they're not even what I consider the three best. I, I don't know that there are three best. I just wrote that for the, the clickbait. I'll, I'll fully admit that's a clickbait headline. Uh, these are my three favorite lifts. I think they're the three best that I've found in my career thus far for right now. There might be better lifts. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. The article's on jakeshaw.com. Uh, you can head over there at jakeshaw.com. There's over 90 articles, 130,000 words. Uh, we've got everything from coaching to culture to strength training to health diet fitness. We have uh, you know culture issues as far as mindset and how people think and how people act. and I even wrote an article on why I think more people should build homes with concrete versus wood, just really random stuff. Uh, it is uh, the, the blog for polymass, and I, I point that out. The idea that there's quite a bit of range there. Uh, so head over to jakeshell.com. You can also sign up for the newsletter where I email you every time I release a podcast or an article. What I don't do is spam you. There's no spam. <clears throat> so, you know, you sign up for these email lists and some people will, will email you two or three times a day trying to get you to buy something. Uh, I do sell my Power Tower book on my website. It's, you can find it on Amazon, uh, but I don't send you two to three emails a day trying to get you to buy Power Tower book. Uh, I'll, I'll email you when I release a blog article and or a podcast, and that's about it. I don't spam. Uh, so if you want to sign up for the newsletter and join hundreds of other coaches, uh, you can do that on jakeshell.com as well. And uh, if you want to support the podcast, you can do that too. The link is in the show notes. Uh, you can support this podcast for as little as 99 cents a month. And uh, Thank you to our, our many supporters. Uh, we have quite a few already, uh, so thank you to them for supporting the podcast. Uh, it's neat to to have a little bit of a side hustle, if you will, that breaks even. So right now, the blog and the podcast break even as far as operating costs and web hosting and so forth. Uh, so that's pretty neat, you know, just to be able to throw out great content and, and have it, you know, be a perpetual cycle where, where it pays for itself through advertisements and supporters and so forth. Uh, I think that's a neat, a neat concept. Uh, So again, episode six, three best lifts for sprint freestyle swimming, going to summarize an article I wrote uh, two weeks ago. The article started, uh, the the genesis, if you will, was a thought experiment that I I played on myself. Uh, After reading uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papasan, The One Thing, which is a great book, by the way. Definitely recommend The One Thing by Gary Keller and Jay Papasan. Gary Keller, of course, of Keller Williams Realty fame, uh, started Keller Williams and uh, wrote The One Thing with Jay Papasan, and again, a fantastic book, would highly recommend it. The whole point of the book is is literally the one thing. So what Gary and Jay do is they boil down, they, they pinpoint down, drill down, if you could only do one thing or if you can do one thing or if there is one thing you should do, then that is what you should do in terms of business or personal life or spiritual or family or whatever else is focus on the one thing. And their argument is that many people spread themselves too thin and they try to take on too many things and they do the urgent instead of the important and just the idea that you know whatever you're doing, you should really focus on one thing, literally one thing. They, they want you to drill down to the very most important thing that you can do to move yourself forward in any area of life, whether it be spiritual or personal or you know, professional or what have you. And so I took that concept uh, to strength training just as a thought experiment. And I thought to myself, well, if we could only do one lift for our sprinters here at Liberty, what would it be? Just one. If I had to pick just one lift, and that is not to say that, that it is good to only do one lift, obviously, uh, but just for the thought experiment, if I could do one lift, uh, what would it be if I can only do one? And uh, from there, I thought, oh, it might make a great article. Uh, maybe I'll expand it a bit and, and put it on the, on the website, on the, on the blog. And it did. It turned into about 3,000 words. Uh, again, it's on jakeshell.com three best lifts for sprint freestyle swimming, and what I did was I expanded the list from one to three, because one lift doesn't make for a good article, uh, just the idea that, you know, want, want people to read it, want to share great content, they're probably not going to be interested if you just say, hey, this is the best lift for sprint freestyle swimming. Uh, so I picked three, and those three are, if you've read it already, you know, those three are the trap bar deadlift, the clean, and the pull-up. So those are what I believe from all of my experience coaching, uh, strength training, and so forth. Those are the three lifts after much careful thought and deliberation. Those are the three lifts that I feel that I believe are the best three lifts for sprint freestyle swimming. Now let me say, I have a growth mindset. So those are my three favorite lifts for right now. Those are what I think are the three best lifts. But feel free to prove me wrong and please do so because if there's a better way, I wanna know about it, right? And I wanna do it, I wanna incorporate it into our program. So this is not me, you know, <laughs> planning the, the proverbial flag and, and a sword to die on and whatever else you wanna say, right? I mean, these are the three lifts that I think are the best for right now. Uh, in five years, in three years, in two weeks, they might not be and that's great, that's good. That's a growth mindset. That means we're getting better because we're finding different and better ways to do things. Uh, so just just a caveat there, these are not, you know, set in stone. So what I think are, are good for right now, might not be in the future. So again, trap bar deadlift clean, pull up. And then I I talk about in the article about, you know, variations, and I think variations are good. And so we should consider these lifts to be what I what I feel are the best right now and their variations. So trap bar deadlift and variations, clean. So an example there, obviously you've got a hang clean, power clean, uh, you know, why choose just one? Let's do both, right? Pull up and variations, there's a lot of different things, a lot of ways you can get creative with pull ups. Uh, trap bar deadlifts, you'd be surprised. Uh, it's not just a trap bar deadlift, you can do a lot. You can make it uh, into a straight bar, uh, Straight bar, straight leg deadlift. Right, you could do it. Uh, you know, traditional trap bar deadlift, more like a squat base motion, or you could do an RDL type with it. Uh, you know, you could you could make it into a, a safer jump squat. There's a lot of different things you could do uh, with a trap bar deadlift, and I talk about it. Uh, as far as the the methodology, how did I get to the three? I took the 50 free. And I broke it down into what I believe are the three most important components as far as the overall time you know what will get you faster and I I thought okay well the start obviously is going to be very important so the start is one component the swim right so the swim uh, consists of the the kick the pull, right the actual swimming stroke of freestyle 50 freestyle swim stroke Uh, and that's all encompassing that is not to say that you know, it's, it's just the kick or just the pull or just the technique or what have you. It's the swim, right? So everything we do that's not on the wall and not on the turn, uh, turn, start. So not on the wall, not on the start. And then the turn. And obviously that's an important component of a short course, 50 free. So start, swim, turn. And so what I did then was I, I chose the lifts based on what I thought would have the most impact on the start, the swim, and the turn and figured okay that's a great way to kind of break down the 50 free and choose three lifts based on the three most important components of the swim and again these are what I believe are the best for right now as I think as I as I improve my coaching and and thinking you know maybe down the road for the turn you know we might we might find something that's better you know hey there's a better transfer there from the weight room to the turn uh, you know than a than a trap bar deadlift and that might be the case and so how I matched them up uh, I have okay uh, the start and so I, I matched up the start with a hand clean uh, And there's a lot of reasons why just a, a quick summary uh, I believe that the transfer from a hand clean to a start is pretty similar uh, something about transfer let me digress for one second as far as transfer goes I am not a 100% uh, transfer guy or specific, if you will, principle of specificity. Uh, I don't think there's much that will translate or transfer 100% from weight room to the pool, but nor do I think that that is the goal. I don't know that we should always try to be 100% specific with everything that we do. There are some people in swimming that believe that, hey, if it doesn't transfer perfectly, we shouldn't do it because it's a waste of training. And I disagree with that completely in the strongest possible terms. A lot of reasons why. That's probably a different article and a different podcast altogether. But, uh, you know, as far as transfer goes, it's not the end-all, be-all, but I do think there's there's some benefit to it. And so if we can match up lifts and match up movements with what we see in the pool, uh, I think that's a good thing. So when you think about the start, you think about the explosion and the, and the extension of the hips, knees, ankles, you think about the arms, you think about the force generated in the arms off the block, I see a lot of transfer there and a lot of similarities in the hang clean, power clean, and its variations. Uh, I talk a little bit about contact points in the article. The idea that on the block, and, and this is what we teach our women here at Liberty, we have four contact points. You have two arms, two legs, right? So feet, hands on the block, four contact points. And we talk about transfer of energy you know, from the core and transfer that energy through the contact points into the block, transfer your energy into the block, explode, get off the block as quickly as you can, use that energy stored up in the muscles uh, through the contact points and it's amazing you can you can literally see people get off the block faster more powerful you know quicker just by focusing uh, telling them to focus having them focus on their contact points prior to the start uh, pretty incredible when you just focus energy what you can do with it uh, which is a, another article in another podcast in and of itself. Uh, So we talk about those contact points. And then of course, we see the same contact points in the clean and variations where you have two feet on the floor, two hands on the bar, and you've got that same similar transfer of energy down into the floor, aka the block, or down into the bar, aka the block up pull shrug jump. Uh, It's just Pretty similar movements there, as far as just a transfer of energy. Uh, and then there's uh, part where I talk about uh, the clean, you know, correlating with vertical jumping ability. And I get off into a tangent here about research, and just the idea that, you know, if you're if you're wondering, okay, does a hang clean improve vertical jump? Well, there's some research that says that it does, and some research that says that it doesn't. I'm not going to go through the rant here, but I do get off on a tangent on the website, on the article, and just the idea that, you know, take research for what it is, take it with a grain of salt. You can find research to prove whatever point you want. You can find numbers to to prove your, your you know, perceived bias or your your already believed bias. You can find that if you want, so forget the research because you're going to be able to To do it either way somebody that believes that a hang clean will improve vertical jump is going to find their research and somebody that believes that a hang clean does not improve vertical jump is going to find their research and so you have two two opposing theories right you have two opposing studies so what's true and so i talk about my thought process and how i think about research and how I, i look at research and how i incorporate research into my coaching and really just everyday life And uh, it's a good read, and maybe that'll be an article in a podcast that I expand upon and and really get into uh, the the summary, if you will. uh, Logic and reason, experience, research, all have to come together, I think, for best results. You can't just rely on yourself. You can't just rely on experience. But you can't just rely on research either. And I challenge the readers in the article, if, if you are debating somebody and you start a rebuttal or you start a point, uh, a debate point with, but the research says you've already lost, in my humble opinion, you've already lost. But the research says you're, you've lost. Rather, I, I challenge readers, can you make points based on experience, logic, reason, right, things that seem to be true more often than not, the bell curve, there are always exceptions to the rule, right, and just the idea that if you start something with, but the research says, that person you're debating can say, ah, but this research says. And so you're always gonna have opposing beliefs as far as research goes. So when you throw that out, what's left? When you throw out you know, the, the two opposing theories, well, what's left? And you could say, well, but one of them has to be right. And you could say, that's mine, that's my side, my side's right. Well, the other person's gonna say, my side's right. So when you take out you know, those two sides of the equation, what's left? And I think that's where the logic and the reason and the experience comes in. Uh, and so you know, when you look at that, Uh, So that's a that's a deep dive into sort of mindset and and belief and just uh, that's another article, another podcast. All right, so we have the start and the hand clean, and again, there's a lot that I go into as far as you know. We're looking at rate of force development and and power, and and you know fast twitch muscle fibers, and go into some variations. Um, We love power cleans from the floor. Uh, We do cleans from various box heights. Uh, Here's one. So time-based hang cleans with the Tendo unit. So a Tendo unit attaches to the bar Measures bar speed and that's really neat. Our women love that here at Liberty They're able to do their hang cleans and they've got a certain percent You know, it might be 65 or 70 percent of a one rep max and they've got to move it within one second You know, they've got to go BAM BAM one second or less uh, Which is pretty neat to watch them do. Uh, I also like cleans from a whistle start, and this is, uh, you know, a little different and, and maybe, you know, sort of off the, off the beaten path, so to speak. But uh, you know, you've got a hand clean, you got the bar, take your mark, go, and do a hand clean from a swim start. Uh, we love those, and uh, you know, talk about generating force quickly. Uh, they will generate force much quicker. Uh, from a start than they will just doing a regular hang clean. Uh, we love cleans paired with box jumps obviously we, you know any type of, of jumping, any type of plyometrics are great to be paired with with cleans. Uh, dumbbell, kettlebell variations of course, you know, we, we like those as well. Uh, and there's a lot more to it, there's a lot more there that I talk about, again I don't want to read everything to you, but uh, for the start we love cleans and so that was my my favorite strength training movement for the start was the clean. All right, moving on, we've got the turn. All right, so the turn, looking at the mechanics of the turn, uh, really the biggest part, I think, is is getting into a position to push off the wall and then, of course, pushing off the wall. And uh, as we know, in swimming, the two fastest you know uh, parts of the 50 free Two fastest times are the start and the turn as far as pushing off hard surfaces, so maximize that and pretty simple, uh, you know, when you look at pushing off a hard surface, you look at the joint angles, you look at where the legs are, uh, you're looking at a squat or a deadlift, uh, some type of, you know, I'm going to push up, triple extension hip, knee, ankle with heavy weight and really just work on on that movement, that, that power, that explosion off the wall. And so I picked trap bar over the squat and really I I thought it came down to the squat or the the trap bar deadlift. And there might be some others that people might say, oh, you know, it's pretty good for a turn. But I'm just looking at, okay, I'm in a streamlined position and my legs are driving off that wall. And, you know, what is the best lift for that? And again, I picked trap bar deadlift over the squat and for a couple different reasons. Uh, Number one, that's not to say I don't like squatting. We squat here at Liberty. I, I love squatting, but I do think that for the turn and for swimming in general, uh, the trap bar deadlift is a better movement. Here's why. Number one, I think it's safer. I think the trap bar deadlift is safer than a squat. If you find yourself in a, a precarious uh, position under a bar, uh, you're looking at, at possible injury, you know, and that's, never like to say the I word, but uh, you're looking at a possible injury if you get yourself in a bad position under a bar. Uh, it's a lot harder to hurt yourself, trap bar deadlifting, I believe, uh, because you can always just drop the bar. You get to that point, right? And, and I use that in, in capital letters on the, on the article on the website. And I say, uh, trap bar deadlift is safer, featuring a lower risk, yet still a high reward. It is far easier to simply let go of the trap bar handles at that point than to fall into safety bars on a squat rack. And so just the idea that you get to that point, we've all been there, right? If, if you've been in the weight room, if you're a coach and you've been in the weight room for, for any number of years, you've probably seen it, people get to that point. And at that point, you're on the brink, right? You're on the cliff, you're on the edge of injury and safety. And you can drop the bar, just tell them, you gotta coach them, drop it, drop it, drop the bar. You're in a squat rack, it's a little harder. All right. You can fall, you can have the, the rack, the safety, you know, bars or the safety rack catch you, but you know, that's gonna take a lot more coaching and it's gonna be a lot harder uh, for them to do that. So I think it's a lot easier just to drop the bar. So a trap bar deadlift safer. And then the other reason for using the trap bar deadlift instead of the squat when focusing on the turn. Uh, is that the trap bar deadlift works the upper body as well and in a way that I believe there's more transfer to the rest of the 50 free than the squat. So what what I mean by that, the squat you're basically looking at a, a, a lower body lift and that's about it. You're training the legs, uh, some core obviously, uh, but the arms besides holding the bar and, and bracing the bar aren't really doing a whole lot you know as far as Uh, strength training, if you will. And part of writing this article was not just to pick the three best lifts for the start, turn, and swim, but to get more bang for the buck, as they say, if we could somehow uh, pick lifts that also had transfer to other parts. Uh, So we could say that the hang clean, while I believe great for the start, might also have some transfer to the turn and exploding off the wall. It might also have some transfer to the swim and, and you know more powerful strokes or, or whatever. Uh, however you want to say, maybe a hang clean would help a, help a swim. So with the trap bar deadlift, I do believe that A, it's great for pushing off a wall, but I do believe that it, it trains the upper back and shoulders uh, in a way that probably gives you a bit more power and pop on your stroke as well. It makes you stronger, just total body strength. Uh, And and I can't prove that, but I would assume that to be true just based on logic, reason, and a whole bunch of experience in the weight room. Uh, The idea that you're going to get a stronger upper body from trap bar deadlifting versus squatting. And there's going to be carryover there to your stroke, to power you generate in your your pull, in your stroke. And so that's why I chose the, the trap bar deadlift over the squat. Uh, those two main reasons uh, another reason that didn't play as big of a role, but still played a role uh, The trap bar is also useful uh, and quite good really for ballistic movements, you know, if you're looking to do plyometrics and or some type of ballistic movement uh, You know, so squat jumps are popular for example. A lot of people love squat jumps And squat jumps are great uh, Unless you've got a barbell on your back and then you're doing squat jumps and you've got you know whatever, you've got 95 pounds, 135 pounds, you know, 65 pounds, whatever you're doing. And then you've got some loads and you've got that injury factor again and you've got risk versus reward. And you've got a lot to think about there. If you're a swim coach or a strength coach and you're programming jump squats with a barbell, you've got a lot to think about. And I for one would, would not wanna take that risk We've done we've done jump squats. We've done them before. Uh, I like a, a, a ballistic trap bar uh, high pull jump, whatever you want to call it. Uh, a jump squat with a trap bar deadlift. It's not really a squat at that point, but some type of ballistic jump movement with a trap bar. I like it better than the barbell. And again, for the obvious reason that you can just simply drop the bar when you get to that point. You can also program and coach the dropping of the bar uh, on, on purpose, right? So the idea that you can explode up with that trap bar, you can explode up, triple extension, hip, knee, ankle, get the toes, bam. And then at the height, at the, at the top of the jump, you can ex- instruct the athletes to drop the bar, right? That way you're getting, you're getting the, the power training, if you will, from the concentric movement right up, explode through the ground. You're getting the load on that ballistic movement. And then at the top, drop the bar. And you don't have to, to take in the force on the eccentric side on the way down. And that's where, you know, injuries can occur if you're not super careful on the way down and landing with that kind of weight with that kind of momentum. Uh, So a lot of reasons there. Uh, There's a lot of variations you can do with with trap bar deadlifting. Again, we talked about uh, the the ballistic movements. You can do tendo units. You can do a lot there. You can do straight leg deadlifts. You can do traditional trap bar deadlifts. Uh, There's a lot to it. Uh, One thing I talk about in my book, the Power Tower book, and and something that that we do a lot here at Liberty uh, is we incorporate lifting type movements, strength training type movements into our training and so here's one that we haven't done yet but i'd love to do uh it'll it'll take some some uh, some planning and some work but we're going to do it eventually the idea that you can get creative with programming and incorporating these types of of lifting uh, protocols strength training protocols into your sprint workouts so a sample set i give here and we've done this with a medicine ball. We've, we haven't done it with a trap bar deadlift yet, but I'd love to. And we have some pretty heavy med balls. We have 40 and a 50-pound med ball. So we were doing this with with med balls. Um, but a trap bar, I think, would be better. So you go three trap bar deadlifts at 65% of a one rep max with a tendo unit. And you're looking at fastest possible bar speed. And that's this is on the pull deck, by the way. So you're in a suit, right? And you've got you've got no shoes on you are just you know feet to the deck three trap bar deadlifts at 65 percent with a tendo unit fastest possible bar speed right into a 10 yard max turn and the idea that you're going to go that trap bar you're going to speed 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 bar speed bam bam right into a 10 yard blast turn and try to try to incorporate from a neuromuscular standpoint what your body learned try to incorporate that into the turn. Uh, so we do a lot of that here uh, right now with, with med balls and with some other uh, toys on deck. Uh, and the goal eventually is to, you know, bring a trap bar into the pool and, and do that on the pool deck and combine those types of movements with swimming. Uh, okay, the third one then, the swim. So we have, again, we have the start, that was the hang clean and we have the turn, that was a trap bar deadlift and we have the swim and this was pull-up and or variations. And obviously, you know, pull-ups are a favorite for swimming. Uh, when looking at the various upper body movements and looking at the stroke, uh, let us assume that, again, with transfer, the chapar bar deadlift will work the legs, the hang clean will work the legs. Uh, what's something we could do for the upper body that will help the swim? Uh, and again, I, I do believe that the trap bar deadlift and the clean help the upper body as well, but what's something specific for the upper body that we could isolate a bit and uh, you know, work, the, work the stroke. I do think there's a little bit of uh, transfer from pull-ups to the block as well for the start, you know, with the arms and being able to rip that block and, and generate some force uh, from the block with the arms, uh, from the arms to the block. And so I do believe pull-ups have a little bit of of transfer to the start, probably not to the turn. Uh, So pull-ups get two out of three. I think the trap bar deadlift and the hang clean are are three for three as far as being able to transfer to all the various parts, swim, start, and turn of the 50. Uh, But for the swim, for the arms, for the stroke, pull-up. And, you know, there's a lot of upper body lifts we could do. uh, And this is not to say that the swim... A uh, lift would have to be an upper body lift, but I did choose uh, an upper body lift because I think the pull uh, generates a bit more speed than the kick in terms of overall swim speed. Um, you know, a lot of people have tried to to objectify that and, and make it into a number. Who knows? Is it 70-30? Is it 65-35? Uh, some people for breaststroke think breaststroke is 50-50. I've seen anywhere from 70-30 to 60-40 as far as upper body to lower body uh, propulsion in sprint freestyle. But if it's 70-30, great, then let's pick something that will will work the upper body. And a lot of reasons, again, for for pull-ups, they're pretty safe. Overall it's hard to hurt yourself doing a a pull-up. Uh, why pull-ups over benching? Oh, benching is, is a bit more dangerous as far as, uh, you know, internal. We, we, we rotate, swimmers, we, we rotate internally all day, all day internal rotation. So do we want to do a lift uh, where, you know, we're putting a lot of stress on, you know, biceps, tendon, and, and internal rotation? And, you know, obviously there's a lot of different ways you can bench that make it safer. But uh, we just we, we tend to see a lot of internal uh, biceps tendonitis uh, when we do more benching. So we don't bench a whole lot here at Liberty, uh, and I would I would think that a lot of programs have found that. I mean, I know some programs do bench. I'd like to know you know how much uh, how much biceps tendinitis they see as far as internal overuse. Uh, pull-ups also are a, a good measure of of power strength to body weight ratio which i think is definitely important for for sprint swimming Uh, the idea that you know can you move your body through space uh, and and what does that mean as far as power to body weight ratio Uh, that's not one that we we talk about a whole lot but we as coaches see it you know and and if somebody comes in uh, and they can do three pull-ups and they, they are at a certain body weight, and then next season they come in, they can do six pull-ups, and they're at the same body weight. We know we've gotten stronger and our, our strength to body weight ratio has increased. And we know that we're probably gonna swim faster, uh, all else equal. Uh, as far as the, the transfer, you know, the pull-up works, works everything. Uh, as far as you know, most of the main muscle groups used in the pool, the freestyle pool, uh, so you're looking at, at the upper back, shoulders, I mean, pecs, biceps, triceps, deltoids, uh, you know, teres major and minor. Uh, there's really not a whole lot that the pull-up doesn't do for the upper body. Uh, just a, a really good overall upper body exercise to, uh, to mimic. And then I say mimic. There's transfer to the swim stroke. It's not perfect, obviously. Uh, but there is a lot of transfer there, I do believe. Uh, plenty of variations, you can do weighted pull-ups, you can do pull-ups from a start, we love that one. Uh, so we'll go, we'll go uh, a take your mark, and the take your mark they know is the hang. So they'll be on a pull-up bar, take your mark, and they're hanging there, and then whistle start. And then on that whistle they explode up, fastest possible pull-up they can do. We might go three of those. So three pull-ups from a whistle start, looking for max power output and then we'll go a 15 dive max and try to take that, that rate of force development, that pull up and put it into the block, put it into the swim uh, for a 15 dive max. So again, pull up, there's a lot there. I, I, I read a lot about pull ups uh, here in the article, so I don't, again, I don't wanna read it to you, but uh, there's a lot there you can, you can dig in. Uh, so again, those are the three lifts So clean, trap bar deadlift and pull up, those are the ones I believe are the best for sprint swimming. And again, what I did was I matched up the start with the hang clean, the swim with the pull up and the turn with the trap bar deadlift. I also matched up and and picked those lifts based on transfer to other parts. Uh, So for example, again, I believe the trap bar deadlift is better than the squat because you have some transfer to the start and the swim not just the turn and you'll say well but a squat transfers to a start it does Uh, but I believe the trap bar deadlift is still better there because you're training the upper body better than a regular squat and so when you're looking at exploding off the block you know you're, you're generating force through two feet two hands and that's more uh, similar to a trap bar than it is to a squat. And the clean, of course, you know, is, is good for everything. Swim, turn, start. Uh, so most bang for the buck. And that's pretty much it. It's a long article though. I mean, it, it gets into to a lot there. Uh, there's a lot about the research that I talk about and that, that might be another article altogether. I'm, I'm not a fan of research. I read all of it, I I uh, subscribe to the, I shouldn't say all of it, I read a lot of it. I subscribe to the National Strength and Conditioning Association Journal of Strength and Conditioning Research. Uh, I've been an NS, NSCA uh, member for, gosh, 13 years now. I have a boatload of those big blue journals uh, in my office here. I've read uh, quite a few of the studies and certainly all the ones on swimming and you'll find a lot of contradictions. Uh, You'll find a lot of poorly designed studies. And so I just, uh, you know, research. I I like the research in terms of, you know, it's a good effort, but how many times do the researchers collaborate with elite level coaches? There's there's one for you. If I'm gonna do a a research study on swimming or diving, I might want to consult with the best of the best and see what they're doing and why, because they've probably found a way to do things instinctively that I haven't even thought about when I'm designing my study. Uh, so I talk about that quite a bit as far as research goes. Not a huge fan of the research out there that I see. I read it, but in my head I'm thinking, okay, if you would have consulted with somebody that knows a thing or two about fast swimming, you could have designed a better study there and might lead you to some better conclusions. So. Again, there it is, three best lifts for sprint swimming. And uh, I detail everything a bit more uh, in the the article. I would definitely love for you to check it out, uh, jakeshell.com. You can check it out there uh, on the the website. And that's it for today, three best lifts, sprint swimming. Hope you all enjoyed this one. And uh, we'll see you back uh, hopefully next week for episode seven. Thank you.